We've got a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend of college football ahead of us. And since the last episode, the Bengals have gone from zero to 500 real quick. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the New Lindsay Show. I am G Money Garrett. Let's roll that intro. Good morning, afternoon, Astro. evening. I'm Garrett. This is the New Lindsay Show. Yeah. Welcome back to the New Lindsay Show, guys. What is up? It is G Money, your boy Garrett back, and I'm just I'm I'm trying to give y'all a new vibe. I'm in a different room. Hopefully, this is acoustically better. I think it's a little bit bouncy on the walls right now, but I'm trying to figure out how it is. Uh, I want to show, like, I want a new a different background. I want to be able to show you guys more of the more of the casual. We're we're more like a fireside chat with G Money. G Money Garrett over here, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. You know, it's the relaxing vibes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring in. I mean, college football is always, always wonderful. NFL football is always wonderful. Football is always wonderful. But I, I try to bring a more relaxed vibe to this, uh, to this show at least. And I hope you guys appreciate that. But really, what I want to talk about right now is the fact that. We have a wonderful slew of college football games, and I'm going to be referencing my phone a lot because normally I'm somewhere else where I have desktops and I have my notes up there, but now I have my notes down here, and so I'm going to be looking at this a lot. This isn't because I'm distracted. It's because I'm referencing my notes. This is what people do when they reference their notes. It's what I try to do for y'all. It's my research. And I also have the slate of college football games up as well. So I want to keep it on track and going forward. So speaking of going forward, college football, Alabama, Arkansas to start off, obviously. Roll Tide. Either way. Uh, Alabama, Arkansas, huge top 25 matchup here. Number two, Alabama traveling to um, Fayetteville, Arkansas, and everyone's trying to be us. They were mimicking Dixieland Delight, and they've been talking crap all week. Everybody's been talking crap all week about how we haven't played a real team, even though we played Texas, who was a lot better than unranked at the time that we played them. Quinn Ewers, I still think, had a an incredible chance to win the game that we played against them. I don't think that our Alabama team has necessarily impressed with a lot of the stuff that I think have issues, especially similar to issues that the Bengals are having right now, which I will reference later, but play calling on offense at least is something that I really haven't been happy with, with the Alabama offense, even though we have been putting up a lot of points. I've, I'm pretty sure we've covered every game we've played so far, except for Texas. Um, but other than that, I should it should be some sort of good vibes this week. Uh, I I'm fairly confident going into this game. Last year we had a little bit of a scare at home. Uh, Arkansas had a really good chance to win, and I ended up being not able to go to the game and I had tickets and I was really upset because I thought it was going to be a lot more of a blowout than it was. And I wish I'd gone to it, but either way we came out with a dub last year. Um, This is a huge game for KJ Jefferson. Can he put up some big numbers against an Alabama defense that has been just utterly dominant over 
almost every team they've played. I mean, even against Texas, they kept Texas under 19 points. Granted, the entire two-thirds of the back half of the game were not with Quinn Ewers, so you can you can be you can interpret that however you like. But in my opinion, keeping every team that you've played at under twenty points this year so far is kind of ridiculous. So can Quinn Ewers go and perform this week? Can he go and show us or not Quinn Ewers, sorry, KJ Jefferson, uh quarterback for Arkansas, can he go and show us that he is worth all the hype that I don't really understand why he's getting. I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback necessarily, but watching him play against other SEC teams, uh, I I don't necessarily think that it's his fault that his production hasn't been as good as I would like him to see. I think it's just a product of SEC football's hard and any football's hard. And so how he is going about that entire journey right now is a little bit of a mystery to me. And I hope that he continues to move forward and continues to put up good numbers, but not against us. So my pick is Alabama, but I don't want to go into any numbers. I hopefully just want to see our defense play well, our offense play well, special teams play well, dialed in on all three facets of the game of football and just moving forward there. Another huge SEC top 25, seven, number seven, Kentucky traveling to Mississippi to play Ole Miss and Ole Miss is unveiling their new alternate helmet today. And I think they're pretty sick, even though I don't necessarily like Ole Miss. I'm not a huge Lane Kiffin fan, but that's not because I am. I I have anything against him as a coach or anything. I'm just bitter because he is annoying to me. And so there's nothing else I can really do. He's a phenomenal coach. Ole Miss is been a really good program ever since he's come in. I think they've consistently put up good numbers. I'm not really, not really too, uh, too, I don't have anything bad to say about him. It's just my personal preference as coaches. So you can go and interpret that however you like, but that should be a good game. Um, Will Levis should uh, show that he needs to be, Honestly, for me, a top three quarterback going into this draft, I think that if he continues to go and put up the numbers, yeah, he's hucking up a lot of balls, a lot of 50-50 balls. But, I mean, the ones that come down are the ones that remembered and the ones that don't, don't. So all of his receivers are helping him out maybe a little bit. I'm not going to go and say anything to or against any of that statement. But, I mean, that's just how that's that's how it goes. So I'm – I'm going to go and continue to be a little bit skeptical uh, about Will Levis, but if he keeps putting up good numbers, it's hard to say anything, but that he is putting good production in. So um, moving from the SEC, we have more SEC games. I can continue to go through those. I mean, they're, it's Texas A&M is playing Mississippi State today. They're both three-in-one teams. I mean, Mississippi State – is hosting the game and it's it's hard to play there. I mean, you can hear the cowbells through the TV if you're really paying attention. It's they're not quiet. And Texas A&M is a team that has a monkey on their back after Appalachian State, 
And I think that they need to prove to themselves and the committee that they still deserve to be in the running for the college football playoff. And that means winning out, honestly. So any of these teams that have one loss right now who are expecting to go into this huge slate of teams at the top 10 right now who are all debatably interchangeable in the college football playoff other than I'd say probably Georgia and Alabama and Ohio state. And that four spot is open for anybody who is willing to pounce in there. I mean, Penn state's looks great. Penn state absolutely mollywhopped Auburn. Um, and if Texas A&M, they need to win out if they want to have any chance of getting into the playoffs. And I know that they really were looking to get to that point this year. But honestly, after everything that Jimbo Fisher said about Nick Saban and Alabama, I really am not. I, I think Texas A&M could be rolling up to one of the top spots for my most disliked SEC teams. But that's, once again, just personal preference. So we can can. We can move on from that. Georgia and Missouri, another uh, another SEC game. I don't think Georgia's going to have any too any anything too tough with that. And then obviously you have the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes hosting Rutgers. Should take care of business there. And then one more thing was Michigan going to Iowa. That is going to be a good game because Iowa is three and one right now. I was always known for pulling up pulling off a couple big upsets throughout the year. Their, their trenches are always good, and that's how you win games like these in early October, early mid-October. At the beginning of the year, you got to win the war in the trenches, and you got to be able to make sure your big guys are making plays, and Iowa is definitely no stranger to that. So hopefully Michigan can go in there and maybe continue to hold their top spot uh, in the college football playoff Brett or uh, in the rankings right now, they're number four, and maybe they can hold on to that last spot in the college football playoff right now. But for now, we're going to continue to focus week by week. And that right there is most of the top notch games that I'm worried about. I'm going to go ahead and look at what they have for UC right now. And they're playing Tulsa, um, traveling to Tulsa. I, UC should be able to take care of business. Cincinnati is, I mean, I trust in Luke fickle, you trust, right? I think that's how everybody's saying today. So hopefully um, they're able to go and take care of business there, but honestly should be a uh, pretty, pretty impact or pretty impactful games today. If you can go and get one or two of these upsets where a big team is going to get knocked off. I mean, don't I'm not necessarily sleeping on Arkansas. They put up a hell of a fight last heck, heck, heck of a fight last time or hell of a fight. It doesn't it it, it it's it's what they they put up a heck of a fight and they're they're not a team that's going to go down easy if you're going to go and try to underestimate them or game plan for next week before you're done with this week, then you're going to get punished. And hopefully my Crimson Tide can pull something out today. But moving on, the Bengals are now two and two. We went from hardcore panic mode to hardcore relaxation. We're only one game back from the top spot in the AFC, not just in the AFC North and the entire AFC. We did just knock off the only undefeated team in the AFC 
that were the Miami Dolphins. No, uh, no hate on what happened during that game, though. I am very disappointed that Tua got hurt. I think that there was definitely some precautions that probably should have been looked into a little bit further. Uh, I don't think Tua necessarily should have played that game. I'm a huge advocate. I have had concussions in the past when I've played other sports. I had a concussion in basketball once, which I didn't even really think was that feasible because you're not really going and hitting people. But I went and it was a rebound and I got knocked out in concussion. And I wasn't allowed to play for two weeks. And you these are grown men, 250 pounds using their full force going at you. And if you're not taking all the right protocols, I really think after seeing Tua go down against the bills, like he did, he should not have played in week four against us. But then again, it's not my team and those guys are professionals and they want to play. We only have 17 games. It's not like the NBA or NFL or MLB or not NFL, it's not like the NBA or the MLB where you just have games on games on games that you can miss one or two and be okay and your team can go and recover from something like that. I mean, you only have 17 of these, and once you're in the playoffs, it's one game and you're done. So obviously I understand Tua wanting to go and play with his guys and his parents being there and him wanting to go and show and continue to try to get this Miami team into a better spot going forward into the season. But honestly, I just pray for Tua's health, roll tied for life. And hopefully uh, the Dolphins medical staff is able to go and allow him to recover quickly and swiftly. And until he is 100%, I don't want to see him on the field again this year until he is 100% healthy. And we are 100% confident that there will be no more instances like that. If he gets tackled or sacked or anything or hurried or whatever. So just moving on to that. But I mean, the last time that I recorded an episode, I didn't even realize we were going to have a short week. And so when I was looking at this episode and how I was going to record it, I mean, it was incredible to see how we could have the opportunity in five days, go from last place in the division to possibly tied for first. If all goes well on Sunday with games in the AFC North, I don't think we'd be tied for first actually because our tiebreaker, we would be sent back to second because of our loss with Pittsburgh, but no worse for where two and two is always two and two. And if we can get all the teams in the AFC North back to 500 or under, and we continue to go and stack these wins. I think that's the most important thing right now for our team is just stacking wins. Because when you look at how our offense has played over these past games, obviously week one and two were a little bit frustrating and a little bit that we almost feel like we were bloated and we were very constipated on offense and we just needed like a play to break it out. And there was just no breakout play that was going to go and open up our offense to be able to go and just, clock and usually you look for like a huge run or a like a jamar chase touchdown or a t higgins breakout or a tyler boyd breakout and those didn't really happen in the first two weeks 
But in week three, we had a couple huge gains. Tyler Boyd with a long touchdown in week three. And I think that really opened up the play calling for Zach and Brian and our offense to continue to put up numbers that we've really been wanting them to. So if you're able to go and continue to stack that, I'm really kind of still worried about the run game because honestly, Joe doesn't look comfortable in the backfield. He doesn't look comfortable running. He doesn't look like he's in a place that he feels a hundred percent comfortable and confident in himself and his line in front of him. And that kind of concerns me considering the fact that Jamar is basically getting quadruple covered less or, uh, these past couple games, I mean, he looks really frustrated out on the field and Jamar's still putting up fine numbers, but it's hard when you went and had the most incredible rookie season by any wide receiver of all time. I don't even care if you try to talk about Randy Moss, what Randy Moss did was different because Randy Moss didn't also have a T Higgins and a Tyler Boyd and a Joe Mixon when he was first in the NFL and, or when he was in his rookie year in the NFL, he was, Randy Moss was different, but Jamar Chase is a different breed of human. And if he's still able to put up, what what did he get? Like 80 yards still? And he had no touchdowns, and he was frustrated. I mean, on an off game, if you're still pulling 80 yards, those those T games and those Tyler games and hopefully a Joe Mixon game soon, maybe a Hayden Hurst game, like we had a CJ game last year in um, the Baltimore game and the – um, the Jags game last year, sorry uh, for total brain fart, but if you can continue to, to stack these wins and hopefully get this run game going and maybe now that T had a huge game, maybe it'll start to shadow team more. And what, what Joe said before the season started, I mean, good luck trying to cover all these guys because one of them is going to be open somewhere. And whether or not that's going to be Samaj P. Ryan on a little dump off and he just falls back in the end zone like they did in week three, or whether or not it's Hayden Hurst on the final drive of the game, just getting open in the final seconds after we thought it was probably going to end up being a run, just a little dump off pass to Hayden for a touchdown. Or if it's a Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins breakout run, or if it's just a normal Jamar Chase chases on the case Kansas city type game where one of these guys is going to break out every week. And I feel it. And I think now that this team has truly felt what it's like to win this year, because they remember what it is last year, but this is a different group of guys, especially in the trenches. Now that we have DJ reader out, which hopefully he can heal up soon and we can be able to go and get him back and ready for the later parts of the season. But these guys are so ready to win. And I think those two wins at, at New York and coming back home and beating the only other unbeaten team in the NFL, other than the Eagles, which we're not playing the Eagles this year, but I mean, to go and utterly dominate both of those teams on both sides of the ball, every facet of the game is just really inspiring. And hopefully we're able to do that because not to say that this team isn't flawed, because there, there are many flaws. I still think Joe needs to be quicker in his decision-making. I still think our receivers need to get more open. I still think Joe Mixon needs to get better in the run game. 
And I think Zach needs to get better at play calling, but our defense looks amazing right now. And defense wins games. Defense wins championships. Everyone's heard that mantra and it is truly coming to fruition right now, especially in the early parts of the, this 2022-2023 Cincinnati Bengals season. And going into Baltimore next week, you really want to take advantage of this long weekend. You want to take advantage of this rest that you guys had. Just had a weird game with Tua, but you got the win out. You're back at 500. You're scratch even. Don't even think about the first two games anymore. I know you kind of dug yourself a hole in the division with that first um, Steelers loss, but that's just some unforeseen, unforeseen circumstances that you can't even predict. So honestly, at, right now, our focus needs to just be continuing to stack these wins week after week, going in week in, week out, and just executing your jobs, continuing to be disciplined. Joe only got sacked one time in the Jets game, and I don't even remember him getting sacked in the in the Dolphins game if I'm being completely honest and he posted on Instagram even after he said that he had deleted Instagram with him standing in the pocket I have a football right next to me literally just oh sorry just straight up ready it it looked like he was lazy and it not 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 saying that he's lazy it but it looked like he he could have just he could have started knitting a sweater in the backfield and he would have had time so that's really positive to see that our offensive line is starting to click at all facets of both run and pass blocking and being able to connect as a unit and get the cadences down so that's really inspiring and hopefully we're able to continue to stack these wins and I'm really excited for the rest of the season. But let me know what you guys think. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you once again. You all are the best. Let me know if you have anything that we're excited for or reach out to me for anything. Tell me how you guys think about our white bangle uniforms, which looked awesome, by the way. I didn't even get to talk about that. I was way too focused on the actual football part of our football podcast. But let me know reach out to me on Twitter at new Wincy show and at new Wincy G for me. Shout out to all the boys at the Wincinnati podcast, uh, Ace and Zim go check out Eric, go check out the boys over at the rest of the shows and just thank y'all so much. I appreciate it. And who day good morning, afternoon to and good evening to whenever you decide to listen to this who day roll tide and 